All right, Christ Church, uh, we are in a series uh, made for Mondays. I'm Pastor Bob, lead pastor here at Christ Church. Hey, Upper Room, awesome that you're with us today, uh, and hope you have a powerful experience uh, upstairs. Uh, our series, uh, we're in our third week, and uh, we're talking about uh, Mondays, right? You remember the first uh, Sunday that we got into this, we uh, acknowledged that we were, we were literally made for Mondays, right? That, that Mondays is where it really happens, because if you're a Christ follower, uh, your Mondays, wherever God has placed you, whether that's, you know, in a job somewhere, whether that's uh, in, in being at home, uh, whether that's being in retirement, wherever you are in that spectrum, uh, Monday uh, is your mission field, right? And God's got you there uh, to make an impact uh, in Mondays. And then last week, uh, we talked about salt and light. Remember that one? We talked about salt and light. Uh, came up with a great, easy way for you to remember last week. Now, this is the way God works. I didn't have it last week, but I got it this week. I don't know why I didn't have it last week, but I got it this week. It goes like this. Salt and light, just invite. <laughs> is that good or what? That was worth waiting for, wasn't it? Worth coming back for, right? Salt and light, just invite, right? And that As we're out there in that mission field, it's as simple, right, as just stepping into invitation, right? Just being that salt out there, right? Don't overpower them. Just being that salt. It's just constantly dropping the seed and making that simple, simple invitation. Today, today we're going to move on uh, from that. We're going to build on those things. And I've got to be honest with you, uh, this is going to be a little bit more kind of in-your-face stuff. Uh, but, you know, uh, we've got to do that uh, once in a while. Uh, that's the way God is, right? He, he came uh, face-to-face uh, to us in, in Jesus. And so this is going to be a little more in-your-face kind of challenging stuff uh, because we all, I assume, want our Mondays to be meaningful, right? I mean, everybody's on board with that, right? You want your Mondays to make a difference, right? You want them to be meaningful. And if we would go around and ask the question, I suspect all of us would probably say that we want our lives to be meaningful, right? To, to, to really stand for, for something. So today we're going to talk about uh, making your Mondays meaningful and looking at what are you involved in. As you look at those Mondays, uh, what are you involved in? I'm going to start you off with one key, key, key understanding biblical truth that you really need to just get your head and heart around. Uh, that is, if your Mondays are going to be meaningful you need to go where God is working, right? You need to get involved where God is working. You need to be able to make sure that as you look at your Mondays, that you look how you're spending your, your time in your Mondays, that you're spending that time in a place where God is working. Uh, this is out of John 5. Jesus is talking. It is a great verse for us if you're already a Christ follower. Uh, it is just a great verse for us. Uh, it says, Jesus replied, Jesus said, my father is, what is he doing? Always, that is awesome good news, isn't it? I mean, let that baby sink in. That is fantastic news, that, that God is always working in our Mondays. And, and then there's bonus, right? He says, listen, my father is always working, and so am I. Double dip. We, we get this truth, this reality in our Mondays, that, that the Father and the Son are always working in our Mondays. 
That is incredible good news. It says, listen, our God is not some distant God, right? Our God is not some God that is recluse and removed. No, quite contrary. Our God, who is is awesome and incredible and powerful, is actively working in our world and in our Mondays. When you go into your Monday, when you go into whatever that Monday comprises, you just need to know God is already working there. Jesus is already active there. That God is actively working to form, shape, and fashion the opportunities of your Monday. Well, if God is working there, if God is, is actively involved in the Mondays, then we need to make sure that we're doing and moving where God is working. Let me prove that to you. If you go to Psalm uh, 127, great psalm. We're going to look at these t- uh, two verses uh, this morning a couple times. Uh, but we're going to start with verse number one today. I gave you the whole thing so you can see the whole thing. But verse number one, this is a powerful, profound verse if you're a Christ follower. Okay? He says, Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builder is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city... Guarding it with centuries will do no good. I like that phrase, no good. It's not going to do any good. Now, you notice the contrast that he's setting up here. He's setting up a contrast and saying, listen, how are you involved in your Mondays? How are you using your time in your Mondays? Because if you're using your time to kind of control everything on your own, you're wasting your time. If you're using your time trying to direct everything and protect everything and do everything on your own, he's telling you, listen, that's no good. Unless the Lord builds it, unless the Lord protects it, what? It's wasted and no good. You see, he just challenged us if we have already bought into being a Christ follower. He just challenged us to say, listen, the smartest thing you can do with your life, the most meaningful thing you can do with your life is let God take over. Let God do the work. Go where God is working. Let God do the work. He just taught us. Jesus just said, listen, the Father is always working in all circumstances, every day, all the time, in anything going on in your life. God is always working, and so am I. So we need to just get out of the way and let God move in and take over the work so we are where he's working. Does this make any sense? You see, the challenge for us is we often do just the opposite, don't we? We try to control everything. We try to do everything according to what what we think is best. We we try to be in charge of our Mondays. And what Scripture's telling us is, listen, that, can I say it? That's bass backwards. I say that in church? Yeah, I I just did. Anyway, right? No, that's wasted. That's not good. You see, the best thing you can do to make your Mondays meaningful is move where God is working. Let God take over your Mondays. That's a challenge. 
For some of you in the room this morning, you're, you're even at a point where you're not sure you want to let God in or uh, take any part in your life, right? You're not really sure you, you really want Jesus to be meaningful to you at all. My invitation, if that's where you are today, give him a shot. Just take the risk. Give him a chance. Because I absolutely believe, and I know in my own life, the best thing I ever did was say, Jesus, you're Lord, you're in charge. Some of you, some of you are probably struggling with some stuff in your life, and you're trying to fix it, and you're, you're trying to maneuver it, and you're trying to get it right and do all the things that you think you ought to do, when in reality what you need to do is get out of God's way. You just need to get out of God's way and let God take the load. Let Jesus take the load. When he went to the cross, he says he went to the cross to bear everything for us. Let him take the load. I mean, if there's anybody in the world who is working in the world that you can trust, it's him. I mean, let's check it out. Have you met anybody lately who walked out of a grave from three days being in there? Have you, have you met anybody lately that rolled aside a, a stone and, and walked out of death into life and accomplished that? He did. You can trust him with your Mondays. You see, the best thing we can do in our life is to let God take over our Mondays, go where God is working, and let him do the heavy lifting. He says in Philippians 2, through the Apostle Paul, he says God is working in your Monday, and he's working in a particular place. For God is working where? He is working in you. You see, he is willing to work in your life. This is what he desires. This is what he wants. He is willing to work in your life. God is working in you. What is he doing? He is giving you the desire and the power. I underline that. If you got your half sheet out and the pencil out, you need to circle the words giving you. See those words? Giving you. What does it mean? You don't have it in and of yourself. This is not something you can accomplish on your own. It's not within your broken, sinful capacity. You need to understand that. You just can't do it without him. You see, he has to give this to you. He has to pour this into you. If your Mondays are going to be meaningful, you're going to go where God is working. Where is he working? He's working in you when you get out of the way and you let him take over your Mondays. And when you do that, he's going to give you the desire and he's going to give you the power. Anybody need some of that? He's going to give you the desire and he's going to give you the power to do what? To do what? Pleases him. And this is exactly what he created us for. Think about it. Go back to Genesis. Go back to when God created Adam and Eve. What did these guys do? Well, they lived in relationship with one another. That's obvious. They had a job. They took care of the garden. But what was the highest and best use of their life? They walked with God. They walked with God, and they pleased him. When did it get all mucked up? 
when they decided to take control for themselves. You see, the best thing we can do to have meaningful Mondays and meaningful lives is to go where God is working and let God just take over and let him give us that desire and that power to live the life he created us to live that just pleases him. At uh, 9.15 and 10.45 worship services, we've been doing a lot of baptisms. You notice that? We're on record pace. It's awesome. Thank you. Keep those babies coming. Love it. <laughs> All right? Another kid for the kingdom. Ah, it brings me joy, right? But, we, man, we've been baptizing a lot of babies. We baptize those babies. You ever notice we give them a candle, right? We give them a candle, and, and we say, hey, let your light so shine before other, for others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You see, this is Meaningful Mondays. When our Mondays move where God is working, our lives are going to become eternally meaningful because people are going to see it. They're going to understand this is not, how do they, this is not of them. This is obviously of God. That's where I want my Mondays to be. If you're going to have meaningful Mondays, it's you will move where God is working. What does that ultimately look like? How do we really get into that where God is working? Well, it means if you're going to move where God is working and you're going to please him, you've got to make sure your life is according to his priorities. So if you're going to have meaningful Mondays, it means you've got to get involved in God's priorities. Uh, we have an example in Exodus 18 of uh, Moses. And remember Moses, the guy that led the people of uh, God out of Egypt uh, into the promised land, right? Freedom. Uh, but Moses didn't always get it right. He didn't always have his act together. This is in Exodus 18, after he's freed the people and they're wandering in the wilderness. And it gives us an example of how Moses gets his priorities out of whack. Okay? So this is in Exodus 18, and it talks about what Moses is doing day to day. Right? It says, uh, Moses uh, took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They waited before him from morning till evening. What is Moses doing with his life? He is on the job. He is just on the job. Morning till evening. Putting in his time. Every dispute that comes up, where does it go? Right to Moses. He has Moses-itis, right? It's all about him. Everything's got to get decided by him. Everything's got to be looked at by him. The whole world turns around him. His father-in-law, Jethro, comes for a father-in-law visit. He sees Moses doing this, and he asks some great questions. I just highlighted one of them. It says, when Moses' father-in-law saw what Moses was doing for the people, he asked what are you really accomplishing here? That is an awesome question. As you look at how you're involved in your Mondays, as you look at how you spend your time, what are you really accomplishing? Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, looked at how Moses was doing it morning until evening, and his assessment was very succinct and very clear. This is what? Not good. 
<laughs> this is not good. You see, if you are spending your time, if your involvement in Meaningful Mondays is all about your job, this is not good. Because that's not God's priorities. See, God has some pretty clear priorities about how we're involved in our lives and how we spend our Mondays and the priorities about how we spend our time. Now, there's a simple truth you have to understand as we talk about time. One is we call it our time, right? It's really not. We don't own time. He does. Who created time? He did. Who's the guy that can pull the plug on all time? He can. <laughs> time is not really ours. It's his. And he lends us our time. That, that time that we live, that frame of reference that is our lives, is, is on loan to us. That's why our time needs to be according to his priorities because he's lending us this time so that we can live in a way that has the desire and the power to please him. Our time is lent to us so that we can live to his glory. If we're going to do that, it means we're going to do it according to his priorities. What are his priorities? Now, there's all kinds of scripture about this. Trust me, hopefully, on this one. I'm going to give you the list in order. That, that This is kind of the way, the way God kind of lays out the priorities of how we invest, how we involve, you're involved uh, in our time, right? One is just involve time with him, right? Number one, involve time with him, spending our time with him. Think about Adam and Eve again. What did they do? Well, yeah, they spent time with each other, and they did their job in the garden, but the highest priority they had was what? Walking in the cool of the garden with the Father, first and foremost. He built us, created us to live in that relationship. Second priority, if you're married, uh, is our spouse, right? That relationship, Adam and Eve. God created Adam and said, hey, you know what? I think a little more relationship needs to happen here. And so he created Eve to create that opportunity of relationship between us. And so second priority, if you're married, is your spouse. Third priority is family, your kids. Mom and dad, remember this order. Who's third? Kids do not run the house. You do. Your highest priority is your spouse. You want to do the best thing for your kids? Love your spouse. Show them how to express God's love to one another. It will impact them and last their lifetime. Remember the priorities. God first, spouse second, kids third, and then get involved in ministry. Use your life meaningfully in Mondays, working where God is working, and that means pouring yourself out into other people, getting engaged in a ministry. Now, I want to take a little sidestep here for a minute and talk to Christ followers who are part of Christ Church here. I'll talk to you a minute as your pastor. You ready? You listening? Wake up. Something really important is going to happen to us in, uh, in September of 2019. Uh, these walls and everything that are being built are going to be done. And we need to know that in September of 2019, we could have 500 new people at Christ Church. 
You know what that means? We need to get ready for them. What does that mean? I need you to get involved. I need you to get involved. Because there's going to be people that come in this new building in September of 2019, and it may be the only chance you and I get to talk to them about Jesus. So I just want to appeal to you today, set the seed today, understand, please get involved in a ministry because we need to be ready for 2019 and what God is going to do. Okay? Thank you. Priorities. Get involved in ministry and then get involved in a job. I mean, Scripture teaches us Adam and Eve, they had a job. Care for the garden. Jobs are good. But notice where jobs come on the list. Now, what's the problem for us? Well, the problem for us, if we'd pass out paper and pencil today and say, write down, look at your calendar and tell me, how involved are you in terms of how you spend your time? What would the list look like? The problem for most of us is the list would be exactly the opposite, correct? The list in all probability for most of us would be exactly the opposite. And man, I'll admit to you, I struggle with this one too, right? There is always more for me to do uh, in ministry at Christ Church. There's always more. But if I am going to have a meaningful life, I got to move where God is working. And that means I got to move my life according to His priorities. And notice that through all those priorities is salt and light just invite. Right? Through all those priorities we just talked about, it's salt and light just invite. Now, as you're sitting and listening to me this morning, I know some of you may be saying, yeah, okay, heard this before. Yeah, I understand it. I know you've heard it before, but you need to hear it again because God is really serious about this. Let me prove to you how serious God is about his priorities, okay, about getting these priorities right. This comes out of, uh, out of Exodus uh, 4. There we go. This comes out of Exodus 4. It's Moses again. It's before he's gone to Egypt and, and really started doing the job, right? But he's all engaged in the job. He's all active in what it means to go down to Egypt and free God's people. And what he's avoiding is responsibility that God gave him to his family, right? Uh, he was given the task by God to make sure that his sons bore the mark of the covenant. Won't go into that because there's kids in the room. But his responsibility was to make sure his kids, his sons, bore the mark of the covenant, and he procrastinated. He just, he was too busy. He just got too busy to step into God's priority. And so it says on the way to Egypt, at the place where Moses and his family had stopped for the night, the Lord confronted Moses and was about to do what? Was about to... Do you think God takes his priorities seriously? It almost cost him his life because he didn't move where God was working and he got so full of himself and what he was supposed to do in Egypt, he didn't let God carry the load. It almost cost him his life. When you get this out of order, it will cost you your life. Know anybody had a heart attack lately because they overworked? You see, this is serious stuff because it has eternal significant consequences as well as day-to-day reality consequences to us. 
That's why scripture says in Ecclesiastes, fools, you're just foolish if you don't take this seriously and get this stuff in God's priority. Now, you may be surprised it took the world a while to figure out how important this was, right? Uh, The Fair Labor Act in 1938 was the first time we had a 44-hour work week. Uh, And then two years later, in 1940, they amended it to a 40-hour work week. What's really interesting is there's studies out there right now that suggest we would be even more productive if we had a 35-hour work week. How many go, whoo-hoo, right? But, but that's out there. Now, here's what's really fascinating. Even though we have a 40-hour work week, the reality is right now the average American spends seven more hours a week doing their job because of technology. They spend seven more hours away from the office or away from the job still thinking about doing and manipulating the job because of the reality of technology. Here's one for you. 55% of most Americans don't take their full vacation. Why would you do that? God said you need rest, getting his priorities. You see, this is a significant movement. Let me introduce you to uh, Matt, one of our people here. Some of you probably know Matt Richmond. He's one of our guys. Uh, and uh, listen to him for a while about how he has worked through this uh, in his uh, own life. Okay? Listen to Matt. Myself, my wife, and our two kids, we've been at Christ Church for, I think, five or six years. Um, I actually called my wife to ask her this question, and we, we couldn't quite come up with the date, but I can definitely come up with the reason, which was our kids. So I wanted to be intentional about what kind of message our kids were getting and where they were getting it from. And so that's what led us to Christ Church, and it's been amazing ever since. So one of the things that I really appreciate about pastors and leadership, the messaging is being intentional. And when I hear that on Sundays, it just reminds me of the Great Commission, you know, what we're supposed to be doing, what we're called to do. Balance is a really interesting question, and then again, growing in my faith, I used to be very worldly driven and now as I continue to mature and I'm certainly not done but as I try to learn and read and practice um, it's really the only thing I care about that God has a use for me and that God you know when I turn it over to him um, he just continues to bless me and I'm trying to honor him And then if I have provision that he gives to me, it's his provision, you know, then I can do more with it. It's that subtle difference of understanding the relationship that I have with God and then what the expectations are and then where my true purpose is, um, which is being a Christian and being a, a good husband and being a good father and making sure my family is following Christ and inviting my friends to follow Christ and inviting strangers to follow Christ. Like that's more important than what the NASDAQ did on Tuesday. I think there's opportunities every single day, all the time. Honestly, it's just being real. I mean, I'm a Christian and I'm not um, going to be embarrassed by that and I'm just going to live the way that God wants me to live and be open about it and share that with people. And so I don't, you know, have to hammer them over the head, but I just 
am intentional, purposeful, and open about the fact that I pray about things, that I go to church on Sunday. You know, people say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Well, Saturday, this, this, and this, and then Sunday morning, of course, going to church. Um, so it's just, it's interesting to me, there's, I call them or think of them as like ping, pinging words, and you sort of ping out a word like blessed, thankful, church, and then it's interesting to see how people respond back, and, and I would say 50% of the time people kind of ask you the, a follow-up question to that. So it's fun for me to, to ping those words out there, and then once I discover somebody is a fellow brother or sister in Christ, I feel like the relationship just got that much stronger. So it's enjoyable for me actually to talk about my faith life in my work life. Pastor knows this because I've had this conversation, you know, as I've um, thought about my life and, and the purpose of life. And I don't know about other people, but I guess I think about this sort of thing pretty often. But I know I approached Pastor one time at lunch and I said, you know, if, if I'm supposed to be out there spreading the gospel i mean should i sell everything i own and stop what i'm doing and move to africa and and really be a missionary right and it was really fascinating for me that pastor said matt you know you can reach just as many if not more people in what you do every day and then this series that we're going through now made for mondays on top of that just reinforces that and that was a different paradigm for me i didn't think of it that way i just always kind of thought, well, I could be a business person or I could be a Christian. And um, trying to blend the two sometimes has been difficult in the past, but I'm getting better at it. And I feel like this um, this messaging is, is speaking right to my heart. You know, maybe I am uh, a missionary of sorts. And so that makes me feel good because, you know, who doesn't want to have purpose in their life? Christ Church is the place to be. You know, I don't really care if I'm personally remembered. I mean, there was a time in my life when I thought, well, if I could accomplish these things and maybe I could have plaques and trophies and and I just don't care about that anymore. The only thing I care about is when I get to heaven that God looks at me, Jesus looks at me and says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And um, if that resonates with people, then I encourage them to come back, tell your friends, and let's fill this church. One of our guys working through what it means to, uh, to do Mondays. Uh, I just want to invite you. Uh, you're made for Mondays. But to have meaningful Mondays, you've got you to gotta look at how you're involved in your time. You've got to be able to step into uh, God's priorities uh, for your life. Move where he is working. Let's pray. Father, thanks. Uh, thanks for getting our face a little bit today and, and uh, challenging us about how we're involved in our time. And uh, we just want to ask you now, encourage us at your table uh, to let go of the past and let this be a new day that uh, we can be not only forgiven, but we can be equipped and empowered for a new Monday. Uh, so, Lord, we just pray for you now. Let this word sink deep and uh, pour into us. Give us that gift uh, of the desire and the power to live that meaningful Monday that pleases you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.